I got like three emails from you and I wasn't sure which one. <laughs> I am bad at things and have only... It turns out not doing a thing for uh, the better part of half a year uh, doesn't make you better at them. I mean, I we've been on hiatus for oh, two, three weeks and I've already completely forgotten. Like, I was just sitting playing Animal Crossing and I was like, oh yeah, I need to set up a mic before I jump on that. Uh, yeah, so I I moved uh, since last doing this, so cut to me like pawing through boxes and being like, I guess the closet is probably soundproof. I, I don't know. Uh, you moved out of that deeply haunted building on Hawthorne? Fun fact, same building, different floor. Oh my god. <laughs> Better apartment? Uh, yes, it's bigger, it has direct sunlight, and has facilitated me to uh, really expand my cactus and succulent collection to a, a level that I am beginning to describe as problematic. Travis got me a, a succulent just at the grocery store because it came in like a little fox-shaped pot. Mm-hmm. haven't killed it yet, but I did have it on the windowsill, and just all of the leaves, I guess, on the back just either fell out or one of the cats got to it but they were just like laying next to it but it's not dead yet it's stretched as hell but it's not dead i uh i don't know what they do to succulents or cactuses that they sell at grocery stores i think they just dip them in formaldehyde to keep them looking <laughs> fresh every time i bought one it's like a month later it just like bursts into flames or like turns purple or like you know starts bleeding um but yeah, so that's that's fun. That could also be the ghosts in the building, though. I, I mean, this building has been around since the 70s, which we all know is... <laughs> oh, there you are. Hi! Yeah, no, there was a weird thing where, like, I joined and it was just Avalon talking and then there was silence. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the right. new boo-ha-ha. <laughs> it's a much more experimental format than in its previous incarnation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is saying something. Yeah, I'm going to be releasing my audio track, and the other one is in a geocache in Saskatchewan, and you have to go and get it. Uh, we'll have to get Sadie to go. Um, so, yeah, welcome, hello, and apologies for not releasing the last episode that yous were on. Um, I, did- I mean, it, as far as I remember, it was just like two and a half hours of nonsense. Again, that's that's what's on the logo. I don't know <laughs> what else you would expect. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. The when when everything like caught on fire and got nightmarish, I just I just receded into a little cocoon. Um, I get it. But yeah, I get it's, it. it. It's how how are you both faring? Are are everyone's alive? Which is good. <laughs> Relatively, I don't know. I've been bored as hell lately just there's stuff to do there's stuff that needs done i don't want to do it i want to complain <laughs> have you considered uh getting into like uh producing some sort of an illicit substance like psychedelic mushrooms <laughs> or something uh actually travis did get a job recommendation at like an edibles kitchen Ooh, so nice i mean someone's gotta make the edibles i guess i always pictured like keebler elves or something <laughs> Like, like Weedler elves, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a fiberglass tree involved. <laughs> we started buying these uh, gummies that 
they're not supposed to be very strong. Like, the recommended dose is, you know, a tenth of it, which is pretty on par for a, a, an edible. I have cut this into sixteenths, <laughs> and that is, like, good enough for me to be able to watch a movie and, like, maybe cross-stitch a little. Anything bigger than that, and I kind of just have to sit there and stare. <laughs> Uh, this is the problem that I have with edibles. Like I, I, I will, I will take any kind of like a, a mind altering hallucinogenic compound until the cows come home. But like a 10 milligram cookie is going to fucking set my brain on fire. Yeah. This is what Sarah, I Sarah, would don't... you like to weigh in? No, like, this is what I do. Like, how do you eat a 10th of a gummy bear? Like I get like, oh, you no, can it's... like cut them up, but no, it's like a, a two inch long <clears throat> arrowhead. Shaped. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like actual gummy no. bears. I'm like God, no. a tenth of a gummy bear. Like it feels like you put like a sliver in your mouth and you let it dissolve. And no, it's it's like a, I don't know, a quarter inch thick and two inches long and like shaped like an arrowhead because I think it's called like prehistoric fucking, gummy or something. <laughs> and so it's pretty easy to like cut it into eighths and like that's what we were doing and it was like it, it's an evening if you do that. <laughs> and I was like. I don't want to cut the eighth and half because I already feel like a big fucking baby. Because there was a time when I could just cut it into quarters. <laughs> I I think like you you are you are beating yourself up too much. Like edib- like after having too much of an edible has been the only time in my life where I'm like yeah devil's lettuce I get it like I'm right there <laughs> I'm right there with you know Reagan or whatever. Maybe Nancy <laughs> Reagan was right. It's God. the only time that will ever be said on this podcast, I guarantee. We did an episode of Afternoonified about weed in which I ate part of an edible before we started. And thank God it was a mild one because I can't imagine what I would be like now. I barely got the information out. <laughs> yeah, this after this episode of Afternoonified just really turned into a lot of like terrified introspection. <laughs> uh. we're gonna talk about ghosts right like that's what I, was show say, is still about. I, I don't remember how to do this because it's been like four weeks since we recorded is there like a formal introduction or uh, like this is when it comes out i've just lured you here under false pretenses like oh avalon just was really lonely and wants to chat <laughs> <laughs> how have you been Speaking of Google Maps, you're listening to Booha. <laughs> I forgot how to do segues. Oh no. Um, I don't think it was a forgot Avalon. <laughs> I've gotten slightly better at segues. <laughs> Uh, no, this is Boohaha, a podcast that, uh, at, at this point, it would be generous to call it quarterly. Um, <laughs> With the financial reports come the ghosts. <laughs> oh, too close to home now. Uh. <laughs> uh, we are back from, uh, from a, a long hiatus, uh, which, you know, the world's on fire. Leave me alone. Get off my dick. Shut up. Uh, <clears throat> but we're back. To talk about uh, spooks and boogans and and googers and uh, I have something written down revenants and will o the wisps. Why do 
all other names for ghosts sound like vaguely racist slurs. <laughs> Look, I'm fine with revenants. I just don't want one marrying my daughter. I don't know why you want wouldn't want Leo DiCaprio to marry your daughter. I've never seen that movie. Was that someone with the bear? the bear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uh, the the bear got him, and it, it kind of looked like the bear was having its way with him, right? I've, as I recall. Yeah, that's the entirety yeah, that of the right. cultural impact that it had on me. Bear. <laughs> no, he won an Oscar for it. That was... Oh, that too. And a bear. But if we're going to talk about that, like that Oscar was really... It was for it everything, was for everything, everything he... that came before it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> we know how Hollywood Gatsby. works. <laughs> the Great Gatsby was fine. If you saw it with the right amount of alcohol and weed in your system... I would say that uh, everything you could get from watching The Great Gatsby you could also get from watching the trailer for The Great Gatsby. And a great soundtrack. Yeah. Look at that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of Jay-Z for a movie set in the 1920s. <laughs> and a lot of Brian Ferry. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm surprised that the Romeo plus Juliet soundtrack didn't... Oh, whatever. That's for a different show. <laughs> that was a great... Like, like all of... Was that Baz Luhrmann? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like all of Baz Luhrmann's movies, it was really soundtrack forward. Yeah, I can't name any other movies he's done that weren't strictly ballroom, which was the least Baz Luhrmann-y Baz Luhrmann film. What about Milan Rouge? I have never seen that. Everyone keeps telling what? me I love it. What? I have never seen it. It looks depressing. Don't they all, like, die of typhoid or some shit at the end? Just I mean, the one cool. lady does. But, yeah. like, it's like an acid trip in Paris. <laughs> I and ar- I arguably like it has the best cover of uh, of Roxanne that has ever been sung. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The music is great. It looks crazy and amazing. It's wild. Yeah, it's great. You would love it. I mean, Sarah at least knows I have a penchant for jukes jukebox music. Yeah, so, so like, like it checks out. <laughs> I like that's why I'm saying like it checks all your boxes. I don't understand. I just didn't want to watch people die of an old timey disease. <laughs> Well, don't go outside. <laughs> I got some bad news for you. <laughs> oh, but also, sidebar. Sidebar to a sidebar to a sidebar to an intro. Uh, at some point, we're going to have to watch The Boy 2 and and do a commentary track for that because, because oh boy. Okay, two. I haven't seen The Boy 1, and yes, <laughs> I will do this. Does- um, Just to pitch... Sarah, we could watch it for Afternoonified, and then we could do a sister episode for Boo Haha, where we all watch The Boy 2 no. and wonder how the fuck that got made. Yeah. No, I'm never going to watch The Boy. I'm only going to watch The Boy 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, look, I support it. Um, I, I am totally on board for... Like, I, look, if there's one thing I love, it's brand synergy. <laughs> and inexplicable sequels. Um I've read the cool. Wikipedia synopsis for The Boy. I'm fine. The problem is it's bad, but it also encompasses one of the things I'm most afraid of, which is boy dolls people living in my walls. <laughs> you would hate the closet that I'm in then because it has a tiny hidey hole that goes up to the attic. Oh, no. You have a basement uncle up there by chance? Or? Unclear. Uh, there's there's definitely scratching at night and uh, and some like you know fresh like man droppings in the closet every now oh, and again. God. So uh, it's it's probably birds. Oh yeah, definitely birds. Yeah, yeah. 
Speaking of birds, you're listening to Boohaha, a podcast that is now more than ever about tangents and sometimes ghosts when we get around to them. Uh, this week, I am joined by the hosts of Afternoonified, Emily and Sarah. Welcome. Hello. Feels a little late to say hello. We've, We've been, been recording all for over 20 your minutes. intro yeah. for the last half an hour, yeah. This is also the first episode where I'm just not going to edit it, just like straight <laughs> in. Um, I'm going to probably creatively splice in that last episode so that the <laughs> listeners So that everybody are... becomes displaced in time? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to really kind of do like a the fountain or a memento thing. Like, it's all going to be wrong. We're going to work backwards through it. Yeah, that was almost the before times. Like, <laughs> we had no idea. We were young and stupid. Everyone was so cavalier, just, just sitting around talking about butchers murdering their wives. Is that what we did? I was going to say, I don't remember a single I thing about remember. the episode. And now it's starting to come back. There was the butcher in New Orleans and some skulls in Wisconsin. Yes, yes. There were some very disappointing skulls in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that an Arlo Guthrie song? <laughs> Got a butcher in New Orleans and... <laughs> Wisconsin skulls. Um, so this week, like every week, I have gathered my nearest and dearest to a Zoom call that is taking place in my closet, and I will regale them with spooky tales of revenants and Willows the Wisp. This Which is really just methane from the earth. <laughs> I mean, potentially in part, but it could also be a Willis Thwisp. It some could sort be of... a supernatural entity, or it could be the earth farting. Yeah, <laughs> it could be ball lightning, whatever that is. Or St. Elmo's fire. The film, it's actually <laughs> it's just, just the it's, film. It's light reflecting off of a DVD copy of St. Elmo's Fire, suspended Ali in a bog. <laughs> Ali Sheedy is out there in the marshes. <laughs> this is a sex dream I've had, yes, go on. Um, <coughs> <laughs> oh, so much Moscato up my nose. <sighs> <laughs> That's also an Arlo Guthrie song. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after a very long hiatus, we are back, and... Um, I have, for this very special episode, dispensed with the pretenses of doing state-based ghosts because uh, I don't want to talk about Oregon ghosts ever again. It's all fucking miners and lighthouses and... Mummies. Yeah, yeah, counterintuitive shitty bandage mummies, and I mean shitty as in, like, covered in human waste, probably. <laughs> it, they're also bad, but, like, there's also human waste involved. I want to make that clear. Um, so, uh, I think, uh, seeing as how the last episode was also you two, uh, we, we can probably jump right past the first section of asking you about your, your history with the supernatural. Uh, to be fair, you did not release that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's going to be spliced into this one in a massive six and a half hour long epic. Yeah, I'll take it. Just <laughs> director's cut of Lord of the Rings style. It's going to have to be shipped to everyone's house on two DVDs. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, wait. Uh, I'm wondering if I should structure this. Um, could I get you saying, but wait, they haven't heard that episode yet. But wait, they haven't heard that episode yet? Four months earlier. All right. Okay. Gotcha. Pew, 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 pew. 
Uh, what are you guys doing with your uh, stip- your uh, stimulus check? Um, I, anticipating that it's never going to come. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine that the government... Get, like, look at uh, any public school in this country and then tell me that they're going to mail us money. <laughs> I mean, they did in 2008, I think. Yeah, but, like, remember when Sean Spicer wore two different shoes? <laughs> It's true. <laughs> a lot has changed, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of the mismatched shoes of a broken man, you're listening to the Booha Hoonified Pandemic Quarantacular crossover episode. Every week ish, when there's a pandemic, I gather my nearest and dearest to a hazmat tent that I erect in my living room to regale them with spooky tales of specters, revenants, and mothmen. Yes! If there's a story about mothman in this, I'm never going to be honest. <laughs> Smash cut to a piece of paper that just has mothman written on it 20 times. <laughs> uh. No, no, the, unfortunately there, I mean, spoilers, there are no Mothmen. I feel like that that fertile ground has been trampled and salted. <laughs> um, uh, but this week, uh, I am joined by Emily and Sarah from Afternoonified. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about how many times I've been on this fucking show. <laughs> Uh, so yes. You're a boo-ha-ha all-star at this point, right? Uh, not not even counting the 12 episodes that you hosted yourself. <laughs> uh, I, As I have said before, you, Emily, and Michael Garcia are the twin binary sons around which this podcast <laughs> orbits. Uh, I, I mean, it feels nice to be like the, the Steve Martin of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how, how are things in, uh, spooky? How, spookiness? Spooky of a different kind? Not ghost spooky, but like terror spooky? I mean, like existentially horrifying? That's the one. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I wore a fleece Cheshire cat onesie to work, to work (laughs) twice this week. So, I mean, that's kind of where I am. I've, um, I have been working primarily from the bathtub, why not? What kind of job do you have? I've, I've known you for like three, four years at this point. I don't know what you do. Oh, I'm a cam girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That explains a lot. Uh, my boss used to be here and now she's not. So I've been working from home for a while. So it's kind of just business as usual for me. But I just decided to go to the tub because I needed, you know, I needed to escalate it somehow. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I think of all those other like my both my brother and sister in law work from home, so like literally their lives are no different. <laughs> their kid still goes to daycare. Like, it's it it kind of feels like I've had a kid for years, and now suddenly all of my friends have kids, and they're like, "Boy, having kids, <laughs> right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I I know it's distracting, and and there's naps. I, I understand. It's." Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, well th- terrifying just generally across the world. Uh, but hopefully, just this... in time. Yeah, just my cat's here. <laughs> oh, good. 
<laughs> yeah, quick quick pet check in. How's how's everyone's animals doing? Um, well, Lucy is asleep. Minnie has fucked off somewhere, but I assume they'll show up at just the wrong time to try to headbutt my microphone. So, oh, yeah, I'm gonna preemptively move the chair out so she can sit next to me. <laughs> Uh, my dog is on the couch just kind of forlornly staring at me so <laughs> she literally spent the entire morning ignoring me and now she's like oh i hear you uh talking that means it's podcast time <laughs> time for bothering you <laughs> i've cut so many i think hours at this point out of uh june just screaming at sarah from the top of the uh the cabinets yeah she does this thing where whenever i'm recording afternoonified she will jump up on top of my fridge on top of my cabinets and then run the length of the cabinets all the way to the end and then scream <laughs> and I then do she runs similar. all the way back and jumps down <laughs> i mean you know, you knock it, but like, have you tried just greeting the morning by getting on top of some cabinets and screaming? I've it's very freeing. It. I mean, she does do this at like eight, nine at night, which I think is morning for her. So <laughs> it's the morning of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, because this format is is a little bit different, I have restructured things slightly. Um, I have constructed a quarantacular regional showdown. Oh, no. Which means I have gathered spooky tales from both of yours necks of the woods. And we will be reading them, or rather, I will be reading them to you because functionally I can think of no way to get them to you. Yeah, you uh, actually have physical books, right? Yes, yes. Just... Uh, foiled by physical media. <laughs> if these were online, I could just share them with you. Um, but no, I'm cursed with paper. So... <laughs> I will be reading you spooky tales from your necks of the woods, uh, which are? Oh, uh, Oregon, or Eugene specifically, where no one has ever died in a terrible passion. <laughs> uh, and I'm from Minnesota. I live in the Twin Cities now. I grew up in Granite Falls, which is a town no one has heard of, and that's okay. So here's a thing, quick Quick interjection. I mistook Minnesota for Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, no. Are oh, you God. kidding me? <laughs> it's been a stressful week and I had to order a book. Are you going to make me listen to Wisconsin ghost stories? Um, I mean, if if you guys have five minutes for me to look for a thing. <laughs> Amazon, um, don't fail me now. <laughs> it's, it's. Oh, no, wait. Um, Actually... No, okay, there was a reason for this. Uh, Spooky Minnesota does not exist. <laughs> so we're getting um, stuck with Wisconsin, the worst state. Well, okay. <laughs> Just imagine if someone had mixed up Oregon and, um, like, Washington or Idaho. And that's kind of... Oh, I fully realize that this is insulting. Wisconsin is a garbage <laughs> fire. Um, yeah, as I have frequently said, Wisconsin is, Wisconsin is a garbage state for garbage people. <laughs> um, but to add an additional wrinkle to it, Oregon's ghost stories are also garbage. <laughs> so I didn't look for any from Oregon. Instead, uh, Emily, since I know you have a hard-on for New Orleans, I chose New Orleans for you. <laughs> 
So at hey, this point, I'll dunk on Wisconsin for an hour and a half. That's fine. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> then, uh, then I've I feel like I've I've shorted you both equally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Uh, and it wouldn't that it everybody's wouldn't, offended. Yeah, good. That's that's I you know. I'm, this is a non-politically correct podcast, and I'm just saying that everyone is from a state nearby to the state where they're from, or something. <laughs> nearby. I don't know, man. I'm tired. Like, it's, it's been, it's I been mean, a whole thing. I, I want to say most of the guests do come from, like, Washington, Nevada, California. So, like, getting out of this area... <laughs> Yeah, I can't listen to any more Oregon ghost stories. Oh my god, they're so fucking bad. Like, <laughs> I've got one more Oregon one in the can right now, and I'm just like, there's nothing. It's all it's <laughs> mine shafts and despair. <sighs> well, okay, then then that being the case, I guess. I mean, we, at this point, I I we could just take requests for other spooky states. Like, if you guys each want to, if you guys each want to choose a state to rep, I can just pull the book from the shelf. You know, I'm fine what with New Orleans. Got? Um, they have good ghost stories, so. Yeah, okay. I think New Orleans and Wisconsin is a, I'm not going to say a good combination. <laughs> it's a combination. All right. Okay, fair enough. Because we could also choose from Spooky Canada or Yellowstone. Or oh, Indiana. you got to say Spooky Canada for Sadie. Okay, perfect. All right. So in a wildly inaccurate turn of events, <laughs> we're just going to do a thing. <laughs> Oh God! It wouldn't Look, be a it's boo-ha. quarantine. Nothing matters anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't be this podcast if I didn't shit the bed at least once. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a part of working from home that nobody tells you about. Um, <laughs> so I have pulled together some spooky tales from nowhere near your necks of the woods. Uh, but before we get to those, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your beliefs in the spookiness, uh, Sarah? More so you than Emily, because Emily, we've, we've covered this five to six times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was to say, I feel like I also just spent a whole afternoon if I had episode talking about this, but you did. Um, <laughs> I really want to believe in ghosts. Um, I kind of don't anymore. As a kid, I super did. I was really into just spooky stuff in general, and then I As... grew up and. Got has to listening be a fun to killer. Bo- <laughs> has listening to Boo Haha extensively done anything to extinguish the hope in your heart? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help. That's that's fair. I feel like uh, we're not really doing great at championing belief in the supernatural. <laughs> over Maybe here. not. Maybe not the banner. So, the um, so I ideal like hopeful skepticism. Yeah, but you know, I mean, at the same time, I feel like that's the answer everybody gives you. But it literally, like, yeah, it's everyone except my mom, the one person who's <laughs> like, yes, absolutely, ghost. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to like validating everything that I tentatively believe and everything that Sarah's like. Man, that would be cool when we stay in a murder house. But I think <laughs> that's right. Let's take a moment to talk about this. You are going to go to a murder house. A pending pandemic, but yes. yeah, assuming we um, that airplane still exists in four months, um, <laughs> <laughs> we do Fair. have a trip planned to the Boston area, uh, including a night in the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. Now, at what point did they decide to do that? To that, 
I think it's been there a while. It feels like bed and breakfast yeah. is the worst possible thing you could do to <laughs> such a terrifying um, place. I mean, I, I did spend a decent amount of time trying to find their breakfast menu because uh, I like leaving absolutely nothing to the unknown. <laughs> um, but I hear they make a good pancake. <laughs> yeah, they bring it to the table and then they cut it in half with an axe. Yeah. It does surprisingly, like, it has very good reviews on TripAdvisor. It's, uh... They, like, do a tour for people um, yeah, who are so staying there before you go to sleep. I think you can also, like, just do the tour. And you get, like, an extended tour if you actually stay there. Then they just show you the pancakes. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I I wish you... A, the best of luck in terms of being able to get there in four months. And then also, I wish you the best of luck in terms of not getting, like, the shininged when you stay there. <laughs> so we'll we'll keep tabs on that, I guess, going forward. And I'll see if you get Scatman crothers Um Yeah, if we <clears> survive <throat> the night, maybe we'll do a boo-ha-ha follow-up in the fall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's make this a quarterly thing where I... <laughs> I Next time, I'll just think that you're from Indiana or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have spooky in spooky Indiana exists, but spooky Minnesota doesn't. Shashi Sloshber needs to get on her fucking get get back to work. I've got some Minnesota ghost story books, and maybe I'll just send you. If you could send me titles, (laughs) Uh, Wisconsin is it doesn't look bad. I have to say, Uh, but we'll get into that right now. do you guys have a preference as to as to whom goes first? I mean, I'm very curious as to what uh, Wisconsin has to offer. Yeah. All same. right. Okay. So then, the way this is going to work is, uh, Sarah, I will provide you with a a list of spooky Wisconsin with with th- <laughs> Help. Um, <laughs> spooky Wisconsin ghost stories uh, for you to choose from. Then I will read you one. Uh, we'll rate it. Then we'll do the same thing with New Orleans, and then whoever gets the higher rating i guess wins something i mean this kind of feels like a michael jordan v uh the monsters when they were tiny (laughs) yeah whoever yeah i was gonna say are we really gonna stack wisconsin ghost stories up against new orleans (laughs) um that's fine i don't want wisconsin to win (laughs) look everybody loves an underdog we don't know what's gonna happen um so the spooky tales that I have pulled together from uh, Wisconsin. Uh, we have the Cabinet of Skulls. What? <laughs> Helene and the Lugaru. <laughs> the Knocker. Oh, more knockers. <laughs> the Brothers' Revenge. And the Wolf Pack. Can you turn into like an <laughs> FM DJ? <laughs> it's six in the morning. This is KNRK, and I am the Wolfman. Uh, yeah, you have to when you say the words Wolfpack. Yeah. Um, any Lots of any wolves? Of, which, unsurprising. <laughs> I, I Is that guess. Like a weird racist thing you just said. Or? <laughs> no, uh, Wisconsin has. Um, their famous cryptid is the Beast of Bray Road, which is a werewolf. So I was anticipating there would be some werewolf-related stories. It seems like um, 
you know, I would assume that people from Wisconsin, you know, fundamentally lack imagination. And upon arriving in a blank and featureless void space inhabited only by, you know, dairy products and, and wolves, you're going to tell stories about the wolves and not the yeah. dairy products. Yeah, probably. <sighs> okay. I kind of want to hear Cabin of Skulls because that sounds really on brand. Perfect. The Cabinet of Skulls. All right. Gird your loins <laughs> for some spooky Wisconsinery. Uh, the Cabinet of Skulls. There was a young fellow living in Madison way back in the early days who fancied himself a bit of an anthropologist. I already hate this. <laughs> Um, he was fascinated by the animal-shaped mounds left by the mound builders all around Wisconsin. Is it like a job? It's capitalized. It makes it sound like it's some spectral mythological being, the mound <laughs> builder. Guess, um, Native American mound builders. I think that's a thing, right? That uh, that sounds right. Well, they're animal I feel like shaped. Minnesota has something similar. Probably. <laughs> but better. I mean, obviously. We are superior to Wisconsin in every way. They're, they're, it's not covered in dairy products. <laughs> well. Uh, I don't know. Fine. Best cheese curds of my life I had in Minnesota, so. Oh. Eh. <laughs> then it's it's not covered in worse dairy products? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so... He was fascinated by these animal-shaped mounds, and he did some digging whenever he had free time from his job at the dry goods and grocery, where he worked as a clerk. That's more information that I needed about him, but okay. <laughs> he excavated all sorts of mounds. <laughs> Bird-shaped mounds, turtle-shaped mounds, panther-shaped mounds, and even a bear-shaped mound or two. <laughs> That's the word bounds too many times in a row. I don't like that word anymore. I mean, I didn't like love it to begin with, but it's it's not my it's the candy that sounds most like poop, I think. <laughs> um, and looks like <laughs> At first, the young chap was pretty excited, expecting all sorts of treasure to be buried in the mounds. Why? You know, you see a giant bird mound and you think there's treasure in them thar bird mound hill. Mm, yeah, no, that checks out. <laughs> I'm assuming that this is a hundred years ago and you just assumed that treasure was everywhere. Well, to be fair, there right? was more treasure to be found. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all he found were the remains of the folks who were buried there more than a thousand years ago by their families. Okay, so he was digging up graves. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take for this podcast to get to grave robbing. <laughs> Interesting from a historical point of view, but not from a financial one. St still, he, he carefully recorded... I thought he considered himself an anthropologist. You know what they that say about anthropologists. <laughs> I mean, the most famous anthropologist we have as, like, a society is Indiana Jones, who was, in fact, a grave robber. <laughs> but this for museums, <laughs> as and, we know from his catchphrase. 
and Lara Croft. So. Yeah, she was in it for the treasure too, wasn't she? Uh, she was in the original movies and video game. In the new movies, she was. I, I'm actually not a hundred percent sure what she was in it for in the new movie. She was a robot created by uh, Poe Dameron, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that checks out. <laughs> yep. Um, so we're grave robbing. Um, not interesting from a financial point of view, but still, he carefully recorded where he found each of the skeletons and then placed the bones into wooden boxes and put the skulls into an old display cabinet that he kept in the garret of a big house he'd inherited from his folks. So he's like a, a trust fund grave robber? But... If he has a big house, why is he working in the general store? Unclear. I maybe he... he got limited in here. Like you get the house, but like you gotta pay the property taxes. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Those property maybe... taxes, they'll get you. <laughs> maybe he just really likes the discounts he gets at the dry good and grocery. <laughs> I mean, I've worked at stores for that express purpose oh sure i worked at lush for a year because of that i was i was lousy with smells <laughs> i worked at target for about two months so did they give you one of the dogs uh no you had to have their in-store debit or credit card to use your discount which was 15 percent. that sounds suspiciously like company script yeah it wasn't great like uh, yeah hmm after a year or two of digging in the mounds, the young, the young Never fell- want to hear that word again. <laughs> bleep it out for the rest of the podcast. You know how trying to bleep words on a podcast goes. Shane Hosey is the only one who's ever pulled it off. Oh, I'm saying, all right, challenge accepted. From now on, you're going to hear a foghorn whenever we say mounds. <laughs> Mounds. Um, so after a year or two of digging in the mountains, um, make sure that it's public domain foghorn. <laughs> That's my band. Um, uh, the young feller met a pretty girl and courted her good and proper with flowery speeches, long drives in the buggy. And Sunday school picnics. And there's another mound for him to excavate. I'm so sorry. Um, I hated it as I was saying it. I'm both disappointed and proud of you. Yeah, it's no, I'm I'm exclusively proud over here. It's like Um, being on a podcast with my parents. Uh, he married her <laughs> a short while later and following a brief honeymoon where he parked his mound on her buggy no nope, <laughs> way around um, uh, brought her home to the big old house with a cabinet full of skulls yeah, and that no way that's name end. Yeah. was Pa Ingalls <laughs> <laughs> the first morning they were home the chap's little wife took it into her head to clean her new home from top to bottom. How dare? How dare Uh, she? It's weird that she's little now. Uh, Okay. okay. (laughs) Uh, 
a few minutes after she entered the garret, she came screaming down the stairs in hysterics because a skull had knocked her in the head when she'd opened the door of the display <laughs> cabinet. Uh, I mean, that's also how I would react. Yeah, that's it's not unreasonable to scream when a skull flies <laughs> at your face <laughs> while you're dusting. <laughs> I mean, who among us hasn't had that happen? I've definitely been hit in the head by some kind of a human remain while I was cleaning my house. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten hit in the head with, you know, fake arms and fake skulls. I don't know if it's ever been real, but um, <laughs> I also don't know what's under all that paint from that souvenir from South America my mom brought me, so. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll keep keep us posted on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... The young fellow explained to his lady that he'd been doing some anthropological research on the mounds. But that explanation didn't placate her. Fair. <laughs> that wouldn't be. Yeah. What's up, what's up with these skulls? Oh, I was just digging in the mound. <laughs> I'm gonna need more. <laughs> more skulls? Don't worry. <laughs> um... Um, she wasn't happy about having all the skulls in her home, and she even accused her new husband of defiling the sacred mounds. Yes. Fair. I mean, I'm on her side at this point. She is eminently reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> um, she demanded that he rebury the poor skeletons, but he refused to get rid of them and told his wife that if he didn't, if she didn't like them, she shouldn't clean the garret anymore. <laughs> I mean, I have had this exact argument, but it was over a uh, Star Wars poster where a stormtrooper is playing the guitar. So, like, I get it. <laughs> you should bury that thing back where you found it. <laughs> it's currently hanging in the office, so I've been staring at it every day for the last two weeks. <laughs> um, this is going to turn into a yellow wallpaper type scenario, isn't it? <laughs> 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 <clears throat> so that was that the <laughs> wife refused to set foot on the staircase or even go near that part of the house and the husband refused to rebury the skeletons they're off to a great start um they, they agreed... were both equally justified in their decisions <laughs> yes the husband could still hoard human remains that he stole from <laughs> ancient people and the wife didn't have to dust that part of the house <laughs> everybody wins <laughs> Um, they agreed to disagree and the matter stood until later that night when the couple was awakened by the pounding of a ceremonial Indian drum and the shuffling of many feet in the garret overhead do you think his head just popped off the pillow and was like oh man that is a ceremonial Indian drum do you hear that <laughs> I like the idea that he identified like tribe and all he's like that why that's Hopi <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the sound of the drum was accompanied by the soft chanting of many voices and the occasional sobbing of some grief-stricken soul jesus jesus christ so, i love how the wife was immediately proven right by this by the way i told you so see what happens um or this had been happening and he just hadn't noticed it uh, the thing is, I'm a real heavy sleeper, and normally I have, you know, headphones or, you know, earplugs, but since you're here, I took them out, and here we are. 
Yeah, they've just been they've just been dancing and drumming up a storm up there for months. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just sitting here minding my own business and I see something move behind me. <laughs> you are getting really into the story, Emily. That explains why Emily just yelled, Ceremonial Indian drum! <laughs> I don't know, it's like when we were recording, like, Ghost Perception, and I heard... I heard sounds. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Ceremonial Indian drum and chanting, you say? Yep, grief-stricken chanting and wailing. <clears throat> um... The introduction of a new person into the household, in combination with the disturbance of the skulls in the cabinet, had apparently awakened the spirits bound to the bones in the garret. I guess, is it like bears? They can smell her menses? Or like what? <laughs> I don't know. I just hope that, you know, Ezra Schlosser got a uh, good grade in their creative writing class for this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that that is the case. Uh, so the ghostly performance was too much for his wife. And with a shriek that could have woken the dead, it she leapt. It apparently did. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically they were already awake, but <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Don't you, don't you hate it when you, as a ghost, wake up before your human scream alarm clock? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you always want those, those just couple extra decades. <laughs> you just hit snooze on the tomb stone. <laughs> uh, unnerved by the ghostly noises coming from the garret, the husband agreed to take the skeletons to the local historical society the very next morning. <laughs> Instead of, you know... Putting, putting them back them, where you got them. Just, you know, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's just pass this poltergeist forward. Just really. Um, <clears throat> as soon as it was light, the young fellow put the boxes of bones into a hand cart and piled the skulls willy-nilly into a big old basket. <laughs> then he wheeled the cart into town, stopping only once at a small incline to take a drink from the flask of water he carried with him. This guy's a bad anthropologist. He's not good at his job, man. Did like, he go just on pile to... them all into a car? He's... Didn't they say he like took careful notes? <laughs> what they didn't say is that he burned those later, and the ones he didn't burn, he used his toilet paper just for the fuck of it. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna go on to form the development company who built that um, the houses in Poltergeist. <laughs> oh yeah, the move the tombstones, but not the graves. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. O- only only move the tombstones uh construction company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it uh, this it just seems like a recipe for trouble. Um <clears throat> so he's pausing at the top of a hill to take a drink from a flask ostensibly of water. Um as he paused, he heard the sound of two little girls coming up behind him. He turned to look at them, listening as they argued with each other about the existence of ghosts. That seems well, <laughs> you know, like you do. I mean, yeah, as you do, just wandering around. Sure. 
Yeah, you guys remember when you were little girls and yes. <laughs> debated <laughs> the afterlife. I, mean, I want to make fun of this, but also I probably would have done something like that as a young child. I mean, I used to write and direct like short ghost movies uh, when I was a child. So like, no judgment here, but also seems appropriate that the man with a cart full of bones stumbles upon this. Yeah, was, of course he like stumbles upon like the two spooky girls and not like the normal <laughs> girls who don't like ghosts. <laughs> but it it could be uh it could be the other way around too that like I it, if I were a young girl coming up a hill looking at a man with a handcart that is visibly full of skulls, <laughs> I might talk about death for a minute too. I I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. It's like when you, uh, yeah, you you see donuts and then you want to talk about donuts. Yes, that specific situation. I'm looking at donuts right now. (laughs) How the hell did you get donuts? They are convenience store donuts. Ah. I didn't say they were good donuts, but you know, it's it's the best I can get right now. Yeah, now I get it. So the girls are coming up the hill having a convenient conversation. Um, He grinned to himself wishing they could have heard the phantom drumming coming from his garret the night before. Ah! Weird thing to wish, my man. Wishing ghosts on passing children. My pa says... What? I'm I'm very nervous that this story is going to end with him passing the skulls off to the little girls. I really hope so. I I really hope that that's the... Um, this is like Jumanji. <laughs> and then he trapped them in a board game for 30 years. Um, my pa says there's no such thing as ghosts, the little blonde-haired girl said impatiently, stamping her foot. Is too. My brother's seen them floating in the woods just after dark, said a small girl with braids and a gap in her teeth. Okay, that's just mean. Unnecessary. Yeah, yeah it's like her, her teeth are too big for her head. Like, it's, don't hold that against her. <laughs> Kids <clears> got <throat> weird teeth sometimes. They haven't uh, grown in yet. Yeah, some of their some of the bones in their face are too big for their face. It just it just happens. <laughs> the human body is a nightmare. Uh, prove it," said the little blonde girl. It was at that moment that the basket of skulls, perched precariously on the back of the cart, tumbled off and rolled down the incline. Oh my god, shit. <laughs> oh my god, he did that on purpose. The little blonde girl's mouth opened in astonishment, and she gave a shriek of terror and fled back down the road with her friend at her heels, crying, Ghost, ghost, the ghosts have come to get me! <laughs> also, that doesn't prove the existence of ghosts, it's just skulls. Like, everybody has one. there's a skeleton inside of you right now i hate this (laughs) i like to think of myself as kind of like a pencil eraser like if you were to cut into it it'd just be more eraser more of whatever (laughs) you're just made of dough and convenience store donuts (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) like uh like tumis the ampm nightmare candy golem mascot Have you guys not seen Tumis? No, hold on. Travis, uh, Minnie did a puke. No, I'm busy. I'm doing a, a job. It's a puke of terror from all the ghosts. <laughs> I mean, it was probably a hairball, but, you know, let's go with that. 
Did you say terror ball? Yes. Gotcha. (laughs) So he's traumatized these two children. Uh, The girls disappeared around the bend in record time, leaving the young husband to trudge down the hill and collect his skulls (laughs) and then carry them back up to the handcart, laughing all the way. Uh, now, I, I, did we get his name at the beginning? Is it Igor? The young husband. <laughs> or young heezy. Um, <laughs> um, that little encounter almost, but not quite, made up for his having to give up his anthropological hobby oh in God. favor of domestic happiness. <laughs> The historical society was delighted to accept the carefully documented remains of the mound builders, and they were put on display. piled into a basket. (laughs) And then threw down a hill. (laughs) No, I see this one here is cracked. Do you know if that uh, indicates, like, a violent death? It's like, oh, no, that's just where I threw it at some little girls to prove the ghost of this. (laughs) That explains all the lollipops that are stuck to this femur. (laughs) They were put on display with other artifacts of the period. And if the night watchman ever heard the sound of phantom drumming and the shuffle of many dancing feet after the arrival of the bones, he never told anyone. I was mean, that the end? Oh, no, there is one more sentence. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the young man never excavated a mound again. He was celibate for the rest of his life. <laughs> and then Would you just... want to sleep with your husband after you found his cabinet full of skulls? No, I wouldn't have a husband anymore. <laughs> I would have gone and, to dust, opened the cabinet, and been like, well, that was fun. Because uh, it's in Wisconsin, is it not? It, it is indeed. Home of Ed Gein <laughs> and Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, there is something to be said for, for giving psychopaths and sociopaths like socially acceptable outlets for their impulses and i think that we're just very lucky that this man found those mounds <laughs> and I mean, not no, he did exactly what ed Gein did he robbed graves and then kept the bits so it's just the t- like if if it's just the timing that you, like the, the passing of time that makes it socially right, acceptable like, well and i i mean race obviously like you can <laughs> Like, excavating Native American burial grounds is science. When you do it to white people, it's grave robbing. Sure. I guess, yeah, when it's, you you can't anthropology your mom. Yeah, I mean, people did get very mad when they moved all the stuff to form the Paris catacombs because it was white Catholics. (laughs) And they hated Lincoln Logs. I'm sorry, Le Log de Lincoln. Um, so yeah, the young man never excavated a mound ever again, and I guess they lived troublingly ever after. Yeah, I give him like two, three years to ups because he's got to find somewhere else to put all his weird energy. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, he's like she, she, she's 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 made her own. She signed her own death warrant there because. Like in a month or two, you're right. He's going to start looking at her being like, there's probably some bones in that mound, too. <laughs> you want any? <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was that was a story. Um, 
we should we should rate that now. Um, I am going to give that uh, two and a half out of five years of children's therapy. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give that two out of five lollipop covered femurs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a one out of five gap tooth little girls. <laughs> <laughs> that was not scary. Yeah, one scary no. thing happened. Well, I mean, it's existentially scary in that you upsetting. wonder. <laughs> I think that like. This, more than with any other story we've read so far, there's a lot of terror between the lines. <laughs> um, it's, that was you a know, really good Goosebumps book. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this story only gets scary if you picture the look on the guy's face as he's digging in a mound. Um, it, I mean, in my head, he kind of looks like the uh, horror book from the Page Master. <laughs> Um, I can only picture Macaulay Culkin now, and that's... That's troubling. Equally terrifying. Uh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin and the good son. <laughs> um, do you, have you guys seen that, uh, it's that, what's that, the Hulu show with Kat Denning, where there's, she has the cat lady? <laughs> what the fuck is that show called? It's just that, I've heard of this, in that, cat, I can't remember what the name of the show is now, but that, she has a show on Hulu, and it... Isn't there some weird like hallucinatory? Yeah, she occasionally doll face. She occasionally right. she occasionally dissociates and imagines like a cat <laughs> a cat faced lady. Um, totally normal. Macaulay Culkin is in one episode as as a weirdo. Also, it's a really fun show. You should watch it. I didn't expect it to be as fun as it was, but it's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin is really coming to his own in terms of like making good choices like and that... in engaging internet content yeah well like he had a, a weird period where we were like what the fuck are you doing uh kind of like um Haley joel osmond where we didn't know and then oh the tusk the years. years yeah and then in the past couple of years both of them had just been like actually we're very funny <laughs> uh macaulay colkin keeps showing up on uh these these guys from uh uh, where are they from? I don't know. They do they do internet uh, YouTube bad movie reviews, and he's showed up on like <laughs> five or six episodes just as like a weird guest, and it's great. It's, it's just fun to see him. Yeah, I feel like Party Monster was was peak Macaulay Culkin, like other than Home Alone, and it was just like letting him be really weird. Yeah, I'm anyway. glad it worked out for him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he seems relatively well-adjusted, considering. I give him four out of five Culkin siblings. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's a five out of five uh, accidental aftershave. Uh, <laughs> it's... Sarah, what's your rating for Macaulay Culkin? Because <laughs> at this point, he's winning this game. <laughs> Five I would out of say five he curtains. gets five out of five Home Alone references. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, that's gonna this this next story is really gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> to beat Macaulay Culkin, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, 
Uh, now, I guess we, we move on from the eminently disappointing Wisconsin. And, I mean, uh, as expected. Yeah, it's... That's actually on their license plates. <laughs> <laughs> it's just at the bottom of it, it just says, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Minnie, if you're going to be up here, do you want to say hi to everybody? Oh, hi, Minnie. Oh, nope. All right, go on. Nope, you have your own chair. <laughs> Thought it was going to be Lucy trying to jam her. 14 pound ass on this desk but it's just mini um just readjusting a book here uh all right okay uh well in that case uh i'm going to run to the bathroom and then we'll do the next one i'm gonna need you all to roll plus charm to do the ad That's a five. I got a ten. Eight. All right, Travis. Buddy can manage to get out the name of the show, but not much else. Monster Pod. Sadie. Jimmy's going to be able to get out the premise, but you didn't roll high enough for any spoilers. Monster Pod is a real play Monster of the Week podcast where four government-employed idiots try to save the world. Sarah. Thomason rolled high enough to finish the ad. Releases every other Friday here on So Below Media. No, I thought it would be fun to have a nice alcoholic drink at 12.57 on a Saturday. and Well, it's coffee that's mostly gingerbread cream, so. <laughs> Look, it's it's a quarantine end. Um, just do, do a substance. No yeah. Uh, I take a little bit of speed, whatever, you know, it's <laughs> great. Don't put your paw in that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's not for dunking. <laughs> Is she trying to drink your booze? Yeah, she has the bad habit of if there's liquid, she'll uh, give it a test paw dunk to see if she wants it. I do something very similar, but it's with my foot. So, you know. <laughs> this is why I can't go back to buffets. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the eventual death of, of uh, good buffets after this whole pandemic thing is over, because those are going to be the first to go. Oh, God, yeah. I, I mean, or, you know, the sneeze guard technology that they implemented in the 80s will will see them through. Like, maybe they are, in fact, the best prepared of all. I mean, it didn't work for the people of Antelope, Oregon, and... <laughs> Sidebar. Okay, <laughs> Uh, me and my girlfriend did some did some social distancing camping this weekend, and we went through Antelope. And the coffee shop there is for sale. Interesting. I and I'm, if it's dirt cheap, I think that like the network should start to take over Antelope and just wear a lot of red. Start it over again. There's only like ten people who live there, and they're all fucking farmers. We could do it. We could knock them out of there. We could take over Central Oregon, make the desert bloom. Um, I can don't you, know if I have Rolls Royce money. <laughs> can you cultivate salmonella? Oh, definitely. Let's kill the mayor. <laughs> uh, then, man, oh, the podcast man. network that inspired like 87 <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> also, like... 
everyone is starting a new podcast because they have the time now. Oh yeah, it's it's a set. The, there was a New York Times roundup of all of the couples quarantine podcasts, oh my God. Um, including uh, Stay F Homekins, the the Paul F Tompkins <laughs> quarantine couples podcast. That one's okay. That's that, fine. That seems. I'm like- just saying, like. It's it's completely ignoring all of the other podcasters who have put in many years of work so they could be on the front lines of like keeping the people entertained. Yeah, I sit down every two to five weeks <laughs> and like, you know, edit the Terminator soundtrack for, you know, brevity. And cue it in here. Where's your award? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's you have sing- to pay to be nominated for a Webby, just so we all know. Um, and in answer to that, um, my award is being held by a cybernetic arm that's sinking into a pit of lava. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of cybernetic arms that are being dipped into pools of molten metal, uh, time to move on to Emily's <laughs> story. My, my home state. <laughs> your home state In of your New heart. Orleans. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever live there. There's too many frozen daiquiris and tourists, and uh, it's also illegal. You're singing my song. It is. Uh, We were there in November, and I sweated my ass off just walking like six blocks. It's literally a swamp, but I can't even begin to like. I I when i when i lived in uh in in italy with my parents turns out milan is um it's surrounded by rice patties because they make ah. they make risotto for like the whole of the continent uh so it's just like 70 to 80 percent humidity and mosquitoes for right. half of the year oh, and i hate that fuck hey, um, i wouldn't have expected that turns out turns out you you have to eat garlic and smoke in order to keep the mosquitoes away <laughs> good life <laughs> so uh yeah as as previously stated um we're doing everything wrong and uh oregon sucks in terms of ghosts so we're going to the big easy and uh, i've pulled together a series of spookery tales from news orleans <laughs> Um, I haven't, I've been talking to even fewer people now, so I, my language skills are just deteriorating. (laughs) Uh, so we've got the sausage factory. No, that's just a nightclub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's right next to the manhole. (laughs) Um, shriveled hearts. The Death Tree, La Maison Mal, and Mon Ami, Lou Garou. <laughs> so these are all bands that have played side stages at Warp Tour. Uh, so I'm going to need you to actually read the story titles. <laughs> Look, they're all opening for Curtain Horse later. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, clearly um, Sausage Factory. <laughs> now, I was really hoping you'd choose Sausage Factory. <laughs> I. Oh God. <laughs> I was concerned when I first. Okay, so flashback to the last time you're on Emily, and we read "Wonderful Sausage." <laughs> oh God damn! <laughs> I forgot about that. 
I just think it's funny because it sounds like penises. <laughs> <laughs> what was the second one? Um, now, okay, so, um, but luckily, uh, I don't believe that this is the same story i haven't read it <laughs> there's always a regional variant of cannibalism via sausage shop <laughs> um so we can we can risk it to read about i mean it's got to be about cannibals right let's see. i would be floored if it wasn't it what else if it's if just this, like if I this work. doesn't involve someone going through a grinder what are we even doing here <laughs> It would be fun. Like, it's just, it's a story of, like, a, a small business well run. Like, <laughs> there were no ghosts made at this story because everyone got health insurance and lived happily ever after until they died peacefully. Um, all right. Well, let me, uh, let me read through these options again. Uh, the Sausage Factory. Shriveled Hearts. Sausage, the- sausage. <laughs> God damn it. She's not manning us. <laughs> moth, sausage, moth, man, sausage, man. Man, sausage, no. <laughs> man bat. <laughs> you know, man moth. <laughs> the very popular Marvel character, man moth. I am man moth, the man with the strength of a moth. Ow. My wings. Uh, all right yeah sausages all right um you know i so there is a lot of like i i really enjoy going back to like finding the original source material that these that these stories are based on so hopefully this will be a different flavor of sausage cannibal um Um, so i i looked at uh as usual lodgers uh like about the author and um she said in the interview that was also posted on the website that it takes her two months to research the entire book which i feel is not enough time because no. <laughs> then she spends apparently three months writing it which again does not feel like enough time no <laughs> um yeah I, I feel like there's a lot of um just scribbling notes on napkins and be like, she yeah. can't research a book that is going to be published like we research the podcast where we make fun of her. Like, it... <laughs> I'm I, if I could show you my ridiculous bookshelf of of spooky books and spooky reference books that are about those spooky books. I mean, look, we can't fault Pappy Spanserberg. Um, <laughs> Sassy Pantlers or whatever her name is is doing doing her darndest. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the Sausage Factory. My wife and I were introduced to Herr Mueller shortly after we moved to New Orleans. Oh, thank God you get to do the German accent again. <laughs> we quickly discovered that our families both hailed from the Black Forest region of Germany. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, in fact, we both knew many of the same places and even had a few friends in common back in the old country. A buffet that no longer exists. <laughs> I go there every weekend. Uh, when I was a kid, we went there and I would get the mashed potatoes and the fries and then I would dip the fries in the mashed potatoes and I've never had anything better in my life. <laughs> you know, there is a German restaurant in Portland where you can get 
uh, fondue that you just dip sausage into. Oh, nothing is better. <laughs> um, uh, also, check out uh, Stamtish over. Uh, I guess it would technically be Stamtish, but uh, yeah, they got they got some good stuff over there. It's great. Um, and not, it's not people. Yeah. Well, are is it's it presumably not people? Occasionally, I'll find an earring in my sausage, but that's probably fine. Oh, yeah. That's just like a king cake treat. Such a great <laughs> customer testimonial. It's probably not people. <laughs> Parentheses. Sometimes I find garments and shoelaces in it, but it seems fine. Um. <clears throat> so we were eager to become better acquainted. So Herr Müller invited us to dinner in his home, and we were quick to accept his offer. We met Müller's wife over a meal of bratwurst and sauerkraut. From Müller, oh, the farts in that house must have been <laughs> just astounding. Ah, oh, willkommen to das Farthaus. <laughs> That's the real bad house in New Orleans. <laughs> Just a low green fog hanging through the rooms. God. <clears throat> Frau Müller was a sour-faced, bitter woman. <laughs> God. It's so judgy. <laughs> sour. We want to be friends. Look at this ugly bitch. <laughs> oh, hello. This is my awful wife. <laughs> Her face is as sour as the kraut that she serves. This somehow feels racist against Germans, <laughs> which is hard to do. Uh, they can take one on the chin. <laughs> Only 35. She was wrinkled and old before her time. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, during the course of our dinner conversation, we learned that the couple owned a small sausage factory and that Frau Müller's hard work had contributed not a little to their bottom line income. She's absolutely serving people. <laughs> Some people might think that Müller was lucky to have such an industrious wife. Oh, boy. Here I mean, we that's go. that's fine, I guess. That implies that there's a butt coming. Um, <laughs> myself, I preferred my soft-spoken pretty spouse and didn't care a whit how much she contributed to our bottom line. All right. But, so we're going to have to go murder this guy. But This fictional man. <laughs> he does, however... Try to like pull it out in the third inning. Um, oh, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a. It's not a dependable method for you know making <laughs> sure. Anyway, um, he says then, but to each his own. Fuck <laughs> um, I hope he gets me to the sausage. <laughs> a few months after he met the Mueller's, the office in which I was uh, the office in which I was employed as a bookkeeper burned to the ground. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Herr Müller generously offered me a job working in the office at the sausage factory. I mean, from what I've heard in New Orleans, that tracks, right? Yeah. Stuff burning down, yeah. The uh, insurance money runs rich in New Orleans. <laughs> um, this whole city is like a tinderbox. <laughs> yeah, you would think that with all of the humidities, the things would be uh, more saturated with sweat and farts, but no, it turns out very flammable. You know, I'm just kind of realizing that... Uh, the Germans having a house full of noxious gas, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to use our shower? Oh, no. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, during the course of my new employment, I was able to witness up close the relationship between Herr Müller and his Frau. It did not impress me. Frau Müller was sharp-tongued and hard as nails, and not an easy woman to live with, or to work with, as I quickly discovered. I don't like this, like, sausage-making wife-murder apology that's the, that Sassy Schlosser is laying the groundwork for. <laughs> During my first month at the factory, Frau Müller inspected my account books each night, down to the last penny. It was most disconcerting. That she was checking his work to make sure that he didn't, like, fuck up her business? Yeah. Right? Or maybe not skimming <clears throat> off the top? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> she soon realized that I was an honest and ethical man who had no desire to cheat my employers. Great. Um, after the first month, she left the bulk of the bookkeeping to me, merely inspecting the records once a week on payday. I took this as a high compliment. I was going to say, that sounds totally reasonable. It's normal. Like, you hire like a, a new accountant, you want to make sure that they're doing their job correctly, and then once they do for a little while, you can let off a little bit. Like, yeah, especially when you were the old accountant. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that seems like pretty good businessmanship. That's but, you know, she's horrible and ugly, so fuck her, right? Her face was pretty sour from all of the kraut and the farting, so perhaps she was evil and deserved to die. <laughs> um, she was old and as such had less worth than a young person. She's um, 35. Yeah, but this is the past, so that's like 80. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, Frau Müller was not so pleasant with the rest of the staff and her treatment of Herr Müller made my skin crawl. Ugh. Gott im Himmel, the woman never ceased complaining about her husband. Maybe he was a little bitch. We don't know. <laughs> it says, yeah, <laughs> parentheses, he was a piece of shit. Um, um, she never ceased to complain about her husband, and yet he bore the worst of her tongue lashings with a smile on his face, as if he were deaf to her words. I could never understand it. This this guy seems like he sucks. Um, it was my wife who found out the truth. Oh, God. The, nope. the greengrocer told my wife that Herr Müller slipped out of his house each evening after Frau Müller went to bed and visited his plump girlfriend who okay. lived a few doors down from the sausage factory. So, yeah, he deserves to be yelled at constantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was Sorry that she's running your, your sausage factory for you. I do all the work, and then you go out and have sex with your sausage woman. Who I assume is named Heidi. <laughs> Heidi, the sausage lady. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, it was shocking behavior for a man who regularly went to church each Sunday, but it did explain how he could is face... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing no about hypocrisy. No one who's ever been to church has ever cheated on their wife. <laughs> But it did explain how he could face his wife's bitter complaining with a smile on his face. Herr Miller was cuckolding her. <laughs> oh, this person makes me want to crawl under the desk and die. Yeah, this guy. This guy seems like he's uh, he's gonna start talking about a red pill soon. Um, <laughs> Frau Miller did all the hard work at the factory, and her husband used the hard-earned profits to shower his girlfriend with treats and take her to dinner. <sighs> 
before I could decide what to do with this information, Herr Müller came into the office to tell me that his Frau had gone back east to visit her ailing mother. Oh, god damn it. He's like a Republican senator. His cheeks were flushed, and he spoke rapidly, as if the news about his wife excited him. He was so chipper and jittery that morning that it made me nervous. Something didn't seem right. You think? Perhaps he intended to divorce his wife while she was away. That would explain his nervous behavior. The The negative press surrounding such a scandal would be dreadful, but Herr Müller might think it worth the price of a lost reputation and customers to be rid of his Frau's complaints. I like I like this guy just like blissfully wandering through the <laughs> sausage corpses and be like, maybe he's going to divorce her later. I don't know. <laughs> Müller generously passed out bags of sausages to all of his workers at the end of the shift that day. <laughs> Something he never would have done if Frau Müller was present. Do you think I would learn about stories that have the word sausage in them? But I never do. There's you only know? one way sausage stories end. Man bad? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I took my heavy bag home with me and handed it to my wife with a kiss. Dinner was already cooked, so she put the sausages in the cooler for another day. Over our meal, I told her about Frau Müller's ailing mother and about Herr Müller's strange behavior. Um, can you do me a favor and go back and say cooler in the appropriate uh, accent? Oh, sure. <clears throat> Dinner was already cooked, so she put the sausages in the cooler for another day. Thank you. <laughs> um, you may be right about the divorce, she said as she went to fetch a pot of coffee. Poor Frau Müller. Throughout the following week, several of the factory workers dropped by my office to complain about Müller's sausages. It was a terrible batch, the floor manager said one morning. No wonder Herr Müller was giving them away. Did you eat any? Not yet. To be honest, we put them in the cooler and forgot about them. My wife said she'd fry them up this evening for dinner. Tell her not to bother, the floor manager said. The ones we ate had bits of bone in them, and my daughter found blue threads in her sausage. Mm. Oh, come on. Those pigs were wearing denim. It's fine. <laughs> little, little little pig jeans. So this is what I'm wondering. Did this one woman make all the sausages? Because I thought they said like she was skinny and bony. With a sour face. She was shriveled and weathered. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they never they never necessarily told us if she like if she was like getting high on her own supply or anything. Like, <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Venison many... sausage as opposed to a veal. <laughs> I mean, how many sausages can you make out of a human being? About one hundred and fifty. Uh, well, hold on. <laughs> if you Google this the and there's an answer, I'm <laughs> quitting the universe. <clears throat> okay, let's all take a moment to Google average weight of meat of a person. I'm sorry my keyboard is so loud. I thought it would be fun for when I was writing, but... Well, um, thankfully, there's no straight answer for the Google um, how many sausages can you get from one human. <laughs> but the police oh, are on their Travis way to doesn't... your house. Travis doesn't know what we're talking about, but he just heard me say that sentence. 
All right. Um, How much edible meat on a human body? <laughs> uh, here's an article titled Hot Dog Sausages Contain Human DNA, study says. <laughs> so this is from The Straight Dope, which is a great forum. Um, Reliable watching a, source. Watching a documentary on the Donner Party and its turn to cannibalism, and now I'm curious as to how much edible tissue is on a human body. I have no idea, but... Uh, you know, I'm guessing a 170-pound guy might be worth 15 to 20 pounds. Well, I mean, the thing with the Donner Party is that they didn't really have any edible meat left on them. <laughs> they waited too long to start eating each other. Yeah, it's not. That's the, no mention of internal organs. Hard to say. It seems like, <laughs> you know, if you're doing, like, organ meat and stuff, you'd probably get, like, 40 or 50 if you were really scraping bones. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Well, since they did find bones and thread, I'm assuming she went into the grinder, like, just Whole. all of her. Yeah. Ugh. That would be... So would take I mean, the hair off, at least. That's not digestible. <laughs> let's see. And an average, uh, let's see, weight of a sausage in pounds. What would that be? Ba -ba -ba. A pound of sausage is about four of the big links. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you could get between probably like one and 200. Yeah. So I was right. Okay. Okay. You could make a lot of sausages out of one sour-faced wife. <laughs> <laughs> These sausages taste like cabbage farts. <laughs> That's because they're authentic Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <clears throat> it's our kraut burst. <laughs> that actually sounds tasty, like a sausage that has a little bit of sauerkraut in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the peanut butter and jelly in one jar of the sausage world. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the... Uh, oh, the you mean. The of the sausage world, if you will. You mean Dus Smucker's Verst. Um. My hand froze over the ledger, and I slowly set down my pen. The floor manager's daughter had found blue cloth in the sausages, but that wasn't possible, unless the That's pigs... That's a bold conclusion. Yeah, really. Unless... <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if you just had, like, a, a handkerchief, like, sitting on the table, and yet it accidentally got in there or something. My body started trembling as suspicion blossomed in my mind. <laughs> Frau Müller wore a blue outfit to work every day. It was her favorite color. That's a great time to be dropping that information on <laughs> us. Like, yeah, Deus Ex blue pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, this is definitely a first draft that was published. <laughs> Welcome to the wonderful world of spappy plopper burps. <laughs> Welcome to the amazing world of Kiernan Shipka. Um... <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> yeah, she read all these stories. Didn't we talked about this? Um, oh, surely, surely, Herr Mueller would never harm his own wife. It was a ridiculous notion. My thoughts would, were. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Has this guy ever seen an episode of Forensic Files? It's always the husband. I feel like as his as his madness boils, I need to I need to go more German with this. Um, <laughs> My thoughts were churning so hard that I barely heard the floor manager bid me a good morning as he returned to his duties. Augustus Glute became a, an accountant? 
I thought back to the time I had gotten lodged in a chocolate pipe as a child. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it's like. I remembered when those tiny orange slaves pulled me with their taffy devices. Um, I had a hard time <laughs> acting normal when Herr Muller popped into the office to discuss some business particulars and assign me some extra duties. It was three days since his wife had left for the East Coast, and he was still acting jittery. His color was unnaturally high, and his hands trembled when he gestured, and his voice was a touch too loud. Probably because she took care of all of his shit for him, so now he's just, like, starving, he's not like, knowing how to run the business. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta do work now. Got him, Himmel. He was acting guilty. As if... Oh, no. The extra work kept me busy until late that evening, but there was almost no one left on the floor... Uh, there was almost no one left on the floor but Herr Muller and myself when I finally finished my tasks. I was preparing to leave when I heard a thump, thump, thump coming from the main boiler vat. Alarmed by the noise, I rushed out onto the floor. Herr Muller was standing in the center of the room, staring fixedly at the boiler, face snow white and his body shaking. I followed his gaze and I saw a greenish light approaching from the far side of the vat. The next moment, the glowing, translucent figure of Frau Müller appeared before us. What? Green. I'm actually very impressed there's a ghost in this. Green like those sausage farts that filled their home. Oh my god, she's a spectral fart. <laughs> I'm picturing Slimer in a blue dress. <laughs> Her head was crushed to a pulp and lolled obscenely against her left shoulder. Gross. Her body was misshapen and bloody. She looked as if she had been ground to pieces and then stuffed into a human-sized sausage skin. Oh my god. <laughs> One of her eyes had fallen out of its socket and the other rolled back into her crushed skull. So now she learns how to paint a word picture? <laughs> this is crazy. This is so grim. Um... We're, there's a whole nother paragraph of this. Um, um, her mouth was lopsided with one side leering upward while the other twisted down. And her teeth were sharp splinters that cut grotesquely through the flesh of her lips. <laughs> oh my God. It's like she took an afternoon, read a Joe Hill book, came back and was like, I got this. <laughs> I went away and spent a couple of minutes thinking about my husband, and I have this idea for a story. <laughs> um, Mueller, she moaned. Come with me, Mueller. I doubled over and vomited on the floor. <laughs> I mean, that checks out. Yeah, that's the appropriate reaction. <laughs> the apparition stretched forth skinless, broken hands, grabbing at the lapels of his coat. And with surprising strength for such a misshapen creature, Frau Muller dragged her husband towards the grinder. Muller screamed in terror and beat at the phantom with both fists until she released him. Then he rushed out the back door into the alleyway, still screaming. When, her, when Herr Muller vanished, so did his dead wife. I wiped my mouth with a trembling hand and staggered out the front door, wanting to get away from Muller and the ghost wife. <laughs> Das Ghostwife. Um, <laughs> uh, or uh, Das Geisterfrau, as it would be in German. Um, 
as fast as my legs would carry me. I was going to have to call the police, but what could I say to them? I couldn't tell them that I'd seen the ghost of Frau Müller haunting the sausage factory. They'd, they'd lock me up. So I tottered home on legs that would barely hold me, wondering what to tell my wife. Picked up a frozen daiquiri on the way home just to take <laughs> the edge off. <laughs> uh, how could I ask her to believe in a ghost when I barely believed in it myself? <laughs> but when I reached the house, I found a police sergeant in the kitchen with my wife, who was in hysterics. The room stank of vomit, grease, and fried sausages. And as soon as she saw me, my wife flung herself weeping into my arms. What's going on? I asked the sergeant, vomiting. <laughs> Who was scraping the remains of my wife's dinner into a bag. I cooked up those sausages you brought home from the factory, my wife sobbed. The first sausage tasted fine, but I almost cracked a tooth on something hard inside the second one. And there was a wedding ring buried inside of it. You always take the jewelry off of victims you were putting through the meat grinder. This is murder 101. He would have had to take the wedding, like, because it wouldn't go through the grinder. Like, you would, like, you would have to have put the wedding ring back in, as you previously said, like a king cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now she has to buy everybody else a round of sausages. That's how that works. But isn't, isn't this a joke we made when we read the last one? Like, if you find a wedding ring in the sausage, you get a prize, which is by the grinder in the sausage-making room. Yeah, um, I mean, that grinder must have really, like, big holes. It is a very large grind, which I find not believable. <laughs> I you For a sausage, and especially, like, a traditional bratwurst, you really don't want that coarse of a grind on your yeah, meat. Yeah, you want a fine, fine grind, because it makes it easier to get into the mouth uh well no <laughs> i was trying to think of the word sausage casings skins. yeah the sausage skin the meat wrapper sausage skin is <laughs> accurate um, <clears throat> i recognize it at once it belonged to frau muller the police think herr muller murdered her by pushing her into the sausage grinder and oh, i shit. just ate one of the sausages she tried <laughs> She tried to vomit again, but there was nothing left in her stomach. Tried. Like, made the effort. <laughs> I like, yeah. She's like, I ate one of the sausages. Pardon me for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I held her during the dry heaves and then cradled her gently against my chest. I knew exactly how she felt. We've sent some men to arrest Herr Muller, the sergeant told me. I'm sorry, ma'am, but you'll probably have to testify in court about how you're gross and filled with human wife meat. <laughs> we'll take your vomit as evidence. <laughs> uh, my wife nodded weakly, clutching me tighter. I've got her statement right here. Uh, you look after her. She's had a bad day, but she did her duty like a trooper. Credit where credit's due. <laughs> but this, this is the guy who said that he preferred, like, a bland-ass, quiet wife, right? I, I love this fucking all-American cop being like, well, you see here, Timmy, she's a real trooper. Punches her in the arm. <laughs> anyway. Puked that old lady right up. Anyway, stiff up her lip, man-eater. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, back to being drunk. Um. <laughs> We learned later that the police found Herr Müller in an alley behind the factory, curled into a ball and screaming like a maniac. 
he said he'd seen his wife's ghost rise out of the meat grinder. She's tried to pull me inside the grinder too. She wants to make me into the sausage. <laughs> I won't go. I won't be sausages. <laughs> he ended up. In I've a- lost track. Of what actually is the story? <laughs> but. <laughs> it's a David Lynch movie at this point. Um, he ended up in an asylum for the mentally insane. A wealthy man purchased the factory after Miller was committed uh, and tried to continue the profitable sausage business. But the ghost of Frau Miller made so many gruesome appearances on the factory floor that the owners couldn't keep Jesus. any worker longer than a week. Save that for your husband who murdered you, Frau Miller. <laughs> uh, I mean, sh- based she wants on. to see her business go in the toilet? Like. Yeah, she should have, like. It should be like. Ever since then, we saw Frau Miller's ghostly apparition turning the crank on the sausage grinder. <laughs> Putting in her hours. I lost my job because. Frau Mueller <laughs> had to do the books again. <laughs> Putting in her hours and her leg. Um, <laughs> as for me, I quit my job at the factory and found another position at a banking firm. And my wife and I never ate sausages again. Uh, I find that very hard to believe that two people living in New Orleans did not eat sausage again. <laughs> yeah, just just kidding. Of course, we still ate the sausages all the time. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I had desserts there that had andouille in it. So, <laughs> oh, the sausage cake. <laughs> oh fuck! I was gonna make roasted sausages for dinner. <laughs> you take the tiny cakes and you put the sausage in them, and then you cover it with a sausage and some sauerkraut. It's good. Oh, that does sound good. Like a sausage roll, but with the kraut in it. Yeah, and also chocolate frosting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they call that a oh, Munich Claire. <laughs> That's what you call it when you, like, like slit somebody's stomach open and their intestines <laughs> fall out. <laughs> uh, well. Oh, man. That was story... Um, I'm gonna say that that's a winner. I'm I'm glad we. Yeah, went, do we, we even have to rate it because that I, one won? I give it six and a half out of five uh, spectral farts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, six out of five. Um, say five out of five splinter teeth. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm, yeah I'm I'm gonna give it five out of five wife-shaped sacks of ground-up wife meat. (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. I'm just picturing, like, a latex glove full of ground meat, but, like, with a lady's head on it. Just that, like, vibe. (laughs) That was really genuinely gruesome. (laughs) I'm very upset, actually. Her her ground-up teeth stabbing through her lips. Um, yeah, I didn't expect um, sippy cup schlapperbergs to <laughs> um, sassy sippy cup uh, to 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 go as as far as she did there. But wow, gruesome, truly, truly horrifying. <laughs> um, in an afternoon of or in a boohaha first. In in a boohaha first, we've actually kind of been scared by something. <laughs> 
Yeah, nothing is more horrifying than the cruelty of man. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, part of it is just like, you know, it'd be like hearing a, like if you if you knew a kid who just kind of like rambled about little imaginary stories and it was all like cutesy poops and kind of goofy, and then suddenly they like told you about the devil or something, you'd be like, oh no. Oh dear. Something's wrong with the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is the name of my sassy Schlosserberg uh, biopic. Something's wrong with the boy. (laughs) Uh, um, Well, the, the oxygen in my hazmat tent is running low. Um, So I think it's time to tally up the votes and see who, who, who wins. Um, In third place, we have the Cabinet of Skulls with a disappointing 5.5. Um, in second place, we have Macaulay Culkin <laughs> with an impressive 14 points. <laughs> and in an unsurprising first place, we have Das, das Sausage Factory with... 16 points out of 15 which is yeah very impressive um that's but still oh, only only two points more than macaulay culkin, <laughs> culkin. <laughs> i mean home alone is one of the greatest torture porn movies ever made <laughs> again uh we go back to it being important to give sociopathic and psychopathic children healthy outlets for their urges I mean, to be fair, it was all, like, self-defense. Joe Pesci was going to murder him. I mean, was he or was he just going to tie him up and rob him? I mean, like, at the beginning. No, like, he was, at the end of the film, he hung him on the back of that door and was, like, describing all of the shit that he was going to do to this child until the old man with the bodies and the salt saved him. (laughs) Yeah, but that was after the, you know, repeated... Torture. Yeah, if he, he had... had to protect his family's wealth. <laughs> ah, I see. They're gonna get Buzz's tarantula. <laughs> the real hero of the movie, capitalism. <laughs> Do you want Catherine O'Hara to be homeless and stuffless? No. Yes, no, that's how we got Shit's Creek. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh shit! You're I right. want I want Catherine O'Hara to be a better mother. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted a vacation from that little shit. Four times. Twice. I'm pretty sure she was only in two of them. (laughs) But within the Home Alone extended cinematic universe, it's happened at least five or six. Also, Kevin's dad lost him the second time. Well, that's fair. But he got to meet the president. Uh, (laughs) It hurt me so much when I realized that scene was only in the movie because that's the only way that shithead would let them film in the hotel. Yeah, of course. There's a McDonald's commercial where he is like striking a deal with the grimace grimace doesn't seem like a particularly shrewd businessman (laughs) yeah i mean apparently he got the best of donald trump though which is i mean i would also put my money on a sentient eggplant over (laughs) he's a milkshake what yeah yeah the grimace is a milkshake why is he purple in what universe does that represent a milkshake 
I'm sorry. No, I'm fact checking. <laughs> Look, if you had Isn't to draw. Isn't he hairy? <laughs> He's furry. Um, yeah, that's why that uh, that's why the ice cream machine at McDonald's is always <laughs> off because it's filled with grimace hair. <laughs> it's lighting the inside. <laughs> it's full of grimace hair and wedding rings. Uh, Grimace is a character featured in McDonald's Land commercials. He is a large purple anthropomorphic being of indeterminate species with short arms and legs. He is known for his slow-witted demeanor. <laughs> Apparently there was an evil Grimace at some point. He was the shamrock shake, right? The evil one? Am I having uh, a seizure? I think you're having a stroke, my man. Um... Originally, Grimace was an evil Grimace with two pairs of arms with which to steal milkshakes. So he's like the Hamburglar for milkshakes. Yeah, see? But he's not a milkshake. <laughs> the milkshakes uh, are not made of Grimace. I think if we go to en.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash McDonaldland. Uh, he also has a family member called Uncle O'Grimacy who came once a month every year around St. Patrick's Day to bring shamrock shakes. <laughs> okay, that's racist. See? But, Uncle O'Grimacy is race. Oh, he is green and furry and is wearing a shamrock vest. <laughs> and he only eats potatoes. He looks and, like a uh, is, no. He isn't trustworthy and he's a criminal. <laughs> uh, if you go to the McDonald's uh, fandom.com wiki, um, they have a promotional cup. Actually, I can just stick the fucking link in the chat because uh, there's a cup design where he just looks like a green ball sack. So. um i'd like to kind of just while we're on the topic of mcdonald land the the troublingness of the fact that uh it was a land inhabited by food creatures and run by ronald mcdonald and slowly over time the food creatures have disappeared leaving only the clown so and it's my suspicion that like the only ones that are left are like the huge, like there's the clown and there's the hamburglar and like birdie's gone. The McNuggets are gone. Like they're like uh mayor McCheese, I, mean, I guess probably, was I eaten. They just stepped outside of the public life. Like, I think they still live there. I think that Ronald McDonald ate them again. Grimace is not made of milkshakes. He just provides them. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I feel like the Grimace is a milkshake. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, you guys need to see this picture of Mc, uh, Ronald McDonald that looks like it belongs in an obituary. Oh, wait. Actually, while we're at this, remember earlier I referenced Tumas, the AM, the AM, PM snack golem? Check that out. Um, it does look like McDon- uh, Ronald McDonald's obituary. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Ed Gee. Or no, uh, he looks like which the other one, the creepy one, Pogo. Um Creepy clown. Oh my god. John Wayne Gacy? Thank That's you. the one. <laughs> um, uh. But the, the thing I don't understand about McDonald Land is that Mayor <laughs> McCheese did um, provide, like, he was a public servant for a while, like an elected official. So it was like McDonald the king, and then Mayor McCheese was like the prime minister. It's like a constitutional monarchy, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought. I hate that AMPM monster so bad. Now he is yeah, made he's of made food. of snacks. He is made of but snacks. But he also 
he's made of snacks, but he also, I think, wants snacks. He looks like Gritty's, like, stoner meth head cousin. No, why? <laughs> it's, it's, it's unspeakably awful. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever looked at. This so, is scarier than the sausage ghost. Occasion, like, it, AMPM occasionally will run an ad with this thing in it. And it's so infrequently that every time it happens, I forget that it exists. And it's like I'm having like some sort of episode. Just every time, like, what is ha- what? And then I remember, oh, yeah, the the, the snack golem. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. Grimace That's has truly two, horrifying. Grimace has uh, two ants who, um, well, I'll just put that in the chat, too. They're basically just like grimaces and dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Chili and Milty. Now, this is their uh, couple, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Got it. Okay. I, or they're just, you know, Spencer. No, it's his aunt and her roommate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've been friends for a long time. Look at the one on the right. I assume that's Millie. No, Tilly. Um, look at Tilly's hair. It's like gray, purple, cotton candy. Yeah, it's it's uh, frizzy. It's God. It, it, this is uh... so awful. Looks like she's wearing Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Crocs in a wicker purse. Yeah, the nineties. <laughs> Um, Actually, the purse is pretty cute. <laughs> also, just incidentally, what's happening immediately to the left of Grimace? Like that warp in space? <laughs> uh, I assume something was photoshopped out. I would hope. <laughs> hey, stop scratching. Did, wait, am I gone? Did you hear? Am, am, I, am I taxing my system too much? <laughs> No, I can. You're still there. Okay, good, good, good. Sorry, I think we both. I got distracted by my cat. That's fine. My upstairs I was distracted neighbor by apparently the likes to <laughs> practice shot put in their fucking apartment every day. So, just a particularly loud noise. Are you sure that's not the ghost corpse of his sausage wife? <laughs> Could be. I don't know what they're doing up there. <laughs> so I have to assume well, Birdie is a uh, French fry mascot. We have been spending entirely too much time talking about McDonald's masks. It's true. I'm okay. sorry. Let, then let's, I need to elongate this just for like half a second because oh, Birdie horrifyingly is a chicken nugget, right? Oh, oh no. Or uh, like a McChicken. Shh. <laughs> Did you just tell your cat to what, Did you just say that to a cat? <laughs> you didn't hear her meow? That or her personal ghost. <clears throat> Well, um, anyway, that, so well, spooky, uh, well, this I guess. Has been two hours. <laughs> it it has. We'll we'll edit it down to something. Um, then I uh, yeah, I guess we pr- like that third act where we talk about spooky uh, things that happen. You recently, we like should... uh... <laughs> what? I dropped out for a second. What? Oh Emily? God! <laughs> Did you die? No. Oh, no. I... <laughs> Hello? Oh no. <laughs> What's happening? 
We can hear you. You just kind of dropped your sentence, dropped off, and you didn't say anything. No, I'm still. Oh, wait, can Emily not hear us? I can hear you guys. Oh, good. Okay. She's very confused to what's happening. Did you, did you, did you see a ghost? No, I just got distracted. Um. <laughs> By a ghost. After we're done recording, we should hash out national treasure details. But I didn't want to do it, so oh, Avon yeah. has to edit it out. Right. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. Um, spoilers, booha hooligans. Um, yeah, well, okay, so I think normally the third act is we talk about spooky things that have uh, happened to you in your lives, but I feel like if our listeners want to hear about spooky things that have happened in your lives, they could probably do so by checking out a podcast that you two host together. Yes. Segway. Oh, oh, are we supposed to plug now? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't tell from the smoothness of that segue? So smooth. <laughs> um, smoother than sauerkraut going on an old lady sausage. Um, smoother than that segue that took the uh, CEO of Segway over the cliff and killed him. <laughs> uh, yes, we do host Afternoonified, in which we have spoken a little bit about our own creepy uh, happenings. Also, I think that Sarah wrote in to this podcast like way back in the yeah beginning. i have like one spooky story and i already shared it on this podcast way back in the day via email and the cause of it all was the sun <laughs> yeah at the end of the day the ghost was the sun uh, true believe believers was- check out episode future avalon will tell you what one it is now oh, i think you also guest hosted an episode of this back in the day when i actually flew to minneapolis um, yeah we did the aha oob oh uh, yes the aha oob <laughs> And then we went and investigated stuff, which is maybe the most uh, boots on the ground reporting that we've ever done for this or Afternoonified. Uh, I went to Bend once for this. Does that count? <laughs> I mean, I went to Bend and did this. Does that count? Yeah, that's about the amount of effort I put into like specifically doing this in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I also just wanted the food and maybe to see Sarah. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, you mean Wisconsin? <laughs> Yes, Wisconsin. Uh, Hate you. But yeah, <laughs> Afternoonified comes out every... Well, no, it comes out every week, but we're on a big episode mini schedule. Because we're lazy. Well... And, and pandemic, that's fair. Like, you know. Yeah, we started doing the minis to give people something on the off weeks because we knew that the tens of people were just hardcore jonesing on those off weeks. Look, Afternoonified and the associated minis that come along with it are an integral part of my bathtub workday. <laughs> I'm glad and that's, someone's and getting that's, joy out of that. That's not just like a word salad stroke <laughs> sentence that I just said. Um, yeah, if you want to listen, we're, we have a website. It's getafternoonified.com, but mostly Twitter at Afternoonified and Instagram at Afternoonified. Yeah, I just did the spiel from the end of the show. Leave me alone. Perfect. I'll edit in a clip now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can the network sue me for that? Yes. Oh, Wait, no. no, you edit. Okay, so you go to the last episode, you edit in Emily's spiel, and then yep. take Emily, you take the spiel from this episode and edit it into our next episode. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It'll just be my weird voice in here for some reason. <laughs> the next episode that I'm editing is the history of makeup one that went on for an hour and a half, so I don't know. 
wait, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a, a clip for that. Wait, why am I on afternoonified? <laughs> Help! Help! They stole me from Boohaha! Put me back! <laughs> Oh, and you can find me on Instagram as at that Avalon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter as uh, at Boohaha Pod. And you can email us uh, Boohaha Pod at gmail.com. Please stop sending me dick pics. I think you mean sausage photographs. <laughs> ah, the sausage photos. <laughs> A Richard photograph, if you will. <laughs> yeah, does does Bratwurst and picking? Well, I think that that's all we got. Yeah, I think I, I think have that's... nothing else to add to this. <laughs> well, that's podcast. <laughs> Good night. But wait, they haven't heard that episode yet? Perfect. All right. And now I'll cut in the other episode. Um, (laughs) I'm leaving this all in. Jesus, it's gold. It's wonderful, plated gold. Continued in part two. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This is As Above, So Below.